There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome to the Full Court Press. Happy Thursday to you all. You're almost to the weekend. 401, your start time here, June 10th of 2021. Thanks for joining us wherever and however you're doing so as a part of the Full Court Press on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9thefan.com, the 106.9thefan mobile app. Eric Franson, Amaj Salveson, good to have you. Uh, big night tonight in basketball, some big news in basketball from yesterday to today. Uh, Mike Conley's status, as you've already heard at the top of the hour. Uh, college football is looking to expand its playoff. It looks like it's headed that direction. We'll tell you what year and how it will affect G5 teams as well. Um, we have our pick six. Is, that's coming up. So a lot to get through here on a Thursday afternoon show. Again, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, love to have you participate in the show. You know the drill, 435 339 0321. That's how you text in. 435-339-0321 text into our Guild Mortgage uh, text line. They built big thanks to Guild Mortgage who's been sponsoring us for quite some time now being a part of our show. We love Guild Mortgage. By the way, with Guild Mortgage uh, along with Kerry Nielsen have been serving Cash Valley for 20 plus years. The Kerry Nielsen team at Guild Mortgage has extensive experience, wide ranging knowledge, and an overwhelming dedication towards their customers. You can call Guild Mortgage at 435-294- Two four eight zero. Whew! All right, uh, a lot to get through. So let's. Uh, I don't know why we're wasting time. Actually, you know what's going to waste some time. Eric, how are you? Are you okay? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You sound like you're a little exasperated. Maybe a little uh, just trying to get yourself together. Yeah, I. You know what? That's a good way to put it. You're a little off today. No, no. I just you know when you come in here, you want to make sure that you know yeah you do good. You don't suck. You know, that's the biggest thing is you don't want to suck. Hey, uh, you're going to the game tonight, man. Uh, you going with family, or what are you uh, going with your boys? Uh, going with family. Awesome. I don't exactly know who's coming with me. There's been some debate at home Uh-oh. about this. Uh-oh. Whoever cleans the bathroom better. So We'll, we'll see how Whoever things vacuums uh, better. worked out at home. Oh, man, we got a war. Well, I was... We got away. a war. Thankfully, I don't... I just show up and like, okay, car's gas and ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's also been some debate about the the, the pregame meal. Oh yes. You know, do we? Because you guys went to Crown Burger. Do last we go time, right? early and just try to get into the pregame festivities that are going on in the plaza yep. outside and yep. do some food inside the arena, or do we do go for the old uh, don't free don't. parking and get a great meal at the old Crown Burger? After working there for five years, like the food in the arena has definitely improved by yes. miles and miles away. A improved. lot more options. Absolutely. You still got to go out. I mean, come on, man. You got a Costa Vida over there. You've got Crown Burger, which is my go-to. When I used to work there for five years, this is how I got pregnant with the food baby. <laughs> it's because I went to Crown Burger a lot. I love Crown Burger. And as you said, you went there last time. It was like wrapped around the line was. Around oh, my the whole gosh. Yeah, I walk in. I'm like, some guys are waiting there for their food. I'm like, hey, you guys, tell me where the line's at to order. Is this the line? <laughs> like, oh, no. 
<laughs> you got to go back there. Wraps around. Like, oh, we'll be here for a while. <laughs> it's okay. We still got in the arena and in our seats before the starting lineup. Well, our, which is the most important. Our prayer is that you'll have your voice by tomorrow. Uh, for how loud that place is, how loud it has been. I'm At least excited. in game one, a capacity crowd uh, should be. I believe it actually is sold out officially. Uh, there is no even standing room tickets. They did the same thing. They're gone, and they were gone pretty quickly after game one. So they didn't waste any time on that. Uh, we'll go ahead and get to uh, the Utah Jazz again if you want to be a part of the show. 435-339-0321. Later in the hour, we're going to ask for your predictions of the game, what you think is going to happen. Um... That and so much more. Uh, Mike Conley is out tonight. And so the whole entire theory. I, I saw a picture that he was, somebody said he was going to be in. Eric, don't do this. No, I, I saw something. Mike Connolly actually will be yeah. available. Yeah. The number 10 jersey. Did you hit up Z-Dog and get that info? But it was uh, someone else who's been on the sidelines would just take Mike's jersey, and I'm sure no one will really notice. Could we put my, uh, could we put him? That individual in there, and take George Yang out. No, no, you got to keep George. It's a little harder to masquerade as George Yang if you're if you're Dwayne Wade. Yeah, somebody did a, a, a one of those Photoshop pictures. They put uh, a Mike Connolly jersey on Dwayne Wade and said, "Mike Connolly is available to go." So well, it was Mike Connolly's number ten jersey, but it's Dwayne Wade. Yeah, hey, I don't think you could pull that off. Hey, to get you fired up for the Clippers and Jazz, and I hear you go. Let's do a jazz. Let's do a jazz. And you know it. Do you know it? Oh, you know it. it. Let's do a jazz. You know it. Oh. Hey, do this. You smell worse than weed. You smell <laughs> like booty flakes. That's right. I said it. That's right. I said it. Paul George. What can I say about him? Paul George what? is a big crybaby. What can That's you say, Paul? Eagles will put the clamps on you, Paul George. It's not pandemic B. He gets crossed up P. You know what I mean? I don't know why I do that oh. to myself. Why do you I do this dog. to myself, man? He's a big time fan. He had a new booty bop sesh, and we couldn't miss it. Couldn't miss it, man. He's a big fan. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. Mm hmm. Jazz Clippers tonight. That's an 8 p.m. on ESPN. I'm totally hyped now. Brooklyn. I just feel just violated. Just say the name over and over again. I feel so violated right now. Brooklyn, Milwaukee at 530. That's on ESPN. Brooklyn right now cooking uh, as they won by 39 points. They're up by 46 one point over Milwaukee. Let one by 39. And so they're up 2-0 in their series. They go to a game three. This one is all but over. Speaking of all but over, how about the Nuggets and Suns last night? Mike Malone once again calling out his team saying they quit. So, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over Mike Malone. I'm just about said the same thing. Um, I think he's a nice human being, but <laughs> he likes Jesus. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I just, I just don't get this guy. Is it? I don't. I don't agree I with think the way he's approaching. Winning despite him, I don't agree with the way he approaches the media about this either. Like going out there and being like, "Oh, my team quit." So when you go back to your team, they're going to be like, oh, hey, would you like to try and guard Chris Paul for us? Why don't you go out there and guard Devin Booker, Mike Malone? Instead of sitting there saying, we quit. He might not be wrong in in believing that, but I don't know. There's, there's got to be a different way to go about out. it. 
Well, are you surprised? At, well, I guess maybe I'd put it this way. Which okay. which series surprises you more and how it's played out so far in their first two games? The Denver-Phoenix series or the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series? No, dude. Brooklyn, I... <laughs> Kevin, the IT guy, and I were just talking about this. Uh, it's amazing that... We sometimes forget about Kevin Durant. Dude, I, I know he missed a bunch of games. I mean, a ton of it. But even at that, he can come right into the playoffs and just do what he's been doing to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, they put three guys on him. He splits it, gets to the hoop for just a coast layup. He is incredible. It is vintage Kevin Durant. It is, I'm on a mission to shut you all up, Kevin Durant. No James Harden, no problems. I'm still going to undress the whole entire Bucks team. So that's not a surprise. This Denver being up 2-0 over the Nuggets is a huge surprise to me, especially the way that the Suns have been able to do it. Yeah, sorry, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm with you. I, well, I, I I thought honestly, I thought that Milwaukee would be would make that a closer series than it has been. Yeah, I, I, I did. I I do have to say, I think I am more surprised with how bad Milwaukee has looked. And how bad they have just been chewed up and spit out. I did expect the Denver Phoenix series to be close. Uh, certainly didn't see that coming. But I think I am more surprised by the Milwaukee and Brooklyn series than I am the Phoenix Denver. Really? Is it is it just the way they're disposing them, or is it the fact just they're because up of the old? wide margin? Yeah, just okay. how bad they're beating them. Yeah. Last night, final score, Phoenix Suns, 123-98. They lead that series 2-0. Look like they're headed for a, <laughs> a quick four-game sweep unless Denver finds a way to fix anything they're doing right now. In fact, they give up 34 in the third. They give up 37 in the fourth. They scored 71 points in the second half. Wow. Uh, for well, the nut, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I just think watching this series, and Jamal Murray – it's a huge loss in this series. Oh yeah, and it's proving it. It's because yeah, Campazo and Rivers having to contend with Booker and Paul. I mean, come on, that's not fair. They just don't have anybody on any kind of a close level like that. And Phoenix is just feasting on it. And look, we have to continue to give a lot of props to DeAndre Ayton. Oh, we have his given evolution credit, of, huh? as a player. Yeah, he's he's playing Jokic straight up. Playing pretty good. Jokic last night in 30 minutes went 9 of 17 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3, 5 of 6 at the line with 24 points, 13 boards, 6 assists, but his team was so bad that he finished with the minus 14 still. MP Jr. was not great, 11, uh, 11 points on 3 of 13, shooting 2 of 9 from deep. Uh, and nobody else finishing double figures for the starting lineup. Rivers had 6, Composo had 3, Gordon had 6 as well. And on the bench, Millsap had 11, and Barton had 10. On the Phoenix side, all five starters in double figures, led by Booker with 18, Paul 17, Bridges 16, 8 and 15, and Crowder had 11. Uh, and then uh, Cray came out with 10 points. Johnson, Payne each had 7. Uh, even Kaminsky had 5. Like, they're just getting contributions from anybody and everybody, both starting lineup and bench. And that has been the major difference in this series so far. Yeah. Did, did uh, Torrey Craig, did he used to play for Denver? Yeah. Yeah, he was last year. He was a, he was a lockdown defender. Uh, he had you know, four points, three excuse me, four boards, three assists, a block, ten points off the bench. Huge lift for Phoenix. 
You're right. Phoenix is just getting great contributions from a lot of different guys. It's not one guy that's just there with a flamethrower and everybody else is just trying to help out where they can. It, it That Phoenix lineup is everybody's chipping in, everybody's helping out. Hey, do you remember what you predicted in this series? I think I said Phoenix in seven, and I might be vastly wrong on this. I'm trying to remember what I – I think I did predict Phoenix. Um, did you say one game earlier, I, though? I think it was Phoenix in six. Six, right? Because, yeah, I think you and Cody had Phoenix in six. I said Phoenix in seven. Does this series end earlier than six? <laughs> right now, I mean, we're headed that way. It's hard for me to just totally count out Denver from the lessons they taught us a year ago and, frankly, the year before that even. But that was with Jamal be Murray being Jamal Murray. That's true. And they can be down 3-1 and still fight their way back. But I don't know. The way they've looked these last two games, that's – it's pretty rough. It hasn't looked good at all. Now, game... Which careful. is a little surprising, the way that this has played out, because Denver had a great primer before this. They had to contend with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Those are two great guards. Yep. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they just they can't. They don't have an answer for them. So, game one, 122-105, Eric. Game three, or game two, 123-98. So game one and game two, Muggas score nearly 121, 122 points. Game three is tomorrow on ESPN. Game four, it's an every other day series from here on out, by the way. Uh, so, I mean, do the math, 11th, 13th, 14th, and 16th, if if this thing even gets to, to six games. 4086. First of all, I'm sorry if I mentioned the, the other show too much. I'm very surprised that Phoenix is doing well. I thought Denver would be better. Milwaukee's not playing well. I think Phoenix and Atlanta will win their series. I think the Jazz will win in five. I just hope they don't miss 20 shots in one quarter again tonight. My prediction, Atlanta versus Brooklyn in the East Final. Phoenix and the Jazz in the West Final. And his finals prediction, Brooklyn, Jazz, uh, or excuse me, Brooklyn versus the Jazz, and the Jazz win it. If the Jazz beat Brooklyn, that might be the greatest run I might have ever seen in Jazz basketball history. Not just because they won it, but who they beat. that would be incredible. So... I, I what applaud other your he, optimism. Oh, he's talking about the Garden Show. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, hey, that's one of our that's one of our you, shows. It's part of the family. Yeah, that's no. There's no problem with that. That's right. I just hate how Cody gets all the credit for that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we want to excuse our intern Cody. He's out uh, today with family, and so uh, he's out today. But he'll be back with us soon. Five three three eight. Who are the two brain dead buffoons that voted Rudy third for Defensive Player of the Year voting? Oh yeah. So, um. By the way, okay. So breaking news. Uh, breaking news. Rudy Gobert squeaked by Ben Simmons for Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was close. Squeaker. I mean, those Philadelphia East Coast media bias guys put up a fight. Uh, yeah. So there is. Uh, here's the first place votes for. Uh, We'll just say, what, the first two, Rudy and Ben, because nobody else really matters. Well, there's a first, second, and third place vote you could cast. Yeah, so Rudy Gobert got 84 first place votes. Which is five points as a count. Ben Simmons got 15. Yikes. So you and I talked about how like Rudy Gobert was, was going to win, but for me, the question was not if he was going to win, by, but by what margin he would win. And the fact that it isn't, is it even more unanimous? I guess it's either unanimous or it's not, but even by a wider major- majority 
than it is has me a little bit surprised. Really? Like, how did Ben Simmons get 15 votes? Again, you got to remember, dude, there's East Coast media guys littered everywhere on that yeah, side. that's true. That don't watch Rudy, but will watch Ben, and they'll say, Ben is our guy. And there's a lot of them out there. Uh, so, Rudy got 84 first place votes. Ben Simmons got 15. Bam Adebayo got one first place vote. Okay. I, mm-hmm. Uh, ben Simmons got 67 second-place votes. Rudy got 14. Draymond Green got 13 second-place votes. Bam got three. Clint Capella got a vote. And Joel Embiid got two votes. And then in, for third-place votes, Rudy got two. Like, who are those Who's voting guys? For, yeah. yeah, going back to the text from 5338. Who are those guys? That's got to be East Coast guys like who just hate Rudy with all sorts of passion. What two people think Rudy Gobert is the third best defender in the NBA? Come on. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, it's just, it, it, it's how it is. But um, a lot of love for the Philadelphia 76ers. As we mentioned, Ben Simmons got a lot uh, of attention. 287 overall points. Uh, Joel Embiid, we've already mentioned his name. He had seven points. And even Matisse Thibel got a vote, a third-place vote. So that's three guys from the Philadelphia 76ers who got some love. Uh, here is the video of Rudy Gobert, uh, or I guess finding, he finds the trophy. He's walking into the locker room, and he finds the trophy uh, sitting there right in his locker. Priority he doesn't seat. know it yet, but Rudy just won his third defensive player of the year trophy. He's had an amazing year this year. He deserves it. We're going to surprise him in the locker room. He doesn't know about it yet, so. Look at Very well deserved, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a couple more by the end of this career of yours. So, wouldn't move with us, guys. We know. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You know, uh, Jordan Clarkson. He was able to be there with Joe Ingles when he got his award. It was a two-man race, uh, but that was a fun way for Joe to be the one to uh, recognize and and honor uh, Jordan when he got the award. Uh, in this case, the Jazz elected to do it as a everybody together as a team. Very cool. Uh, Rudy, said at the end, of, if you could hear it, says, uh, "I, you know, this is because of you guys." And Joe says, "I know." <laughs> so it's fun just to see the camaraderie that they have in that locker room and support and a great recognition and great honor. Rudy Gobert, third uh, Defensive Player of the Year award in the last four seasons. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's mind-boggling. Uh, let's see, four zero eight six. I guess I missed the uh, voting for MVP. Where did Donovan finish up in the voting? I don't think he did. Donovan did not get any votes. Yeah, I was gonna say Rudy, Rudy Gobert actually did get one. some votes. It went from one through five. You could do uh, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Rudy Gobert actually did receive a little bit of attention there. Donovan did not. Nine three one zero. Who should have been second? Embarrassed me second place in defensive player of the year. I think Draymond Green, even though I don't like him, he's he's great at causing havoc. Draymond Green's great. He's phenomenal, without a doubt. Ben Simmons is my number two guy. I hate saying that. I feel like I just, ugh, 
I need a bar of soap now. <laughs> but Eric, Ben Simmons has been really, really good. I, I've got to give him credit where credit's due. Uh, I, I'm with you. I feel the exact same way. He's not my favorite person, but I think that he, his length and some of the things that he has done this year to improve and up his defensive game, I think he is the number two guy. Um, I mean, look at what his defense has been on Trey Young when they finally made that move. Uh, Trey Young looks feels like he's got a lot of space. He can get off a deep three, and Ben's length and athleticism still closes out and still blocks his shot. So uh, that, that's going to be an interesting matchup going forward. But again, that's not a an award based on the on the playoffs, but that's just an example of the type of player that he's kind of become and what uh, he's trying to do. So yeah, I, I I know about we all know about Draymond Green and what he's done. I think that for him, his effectiveness wasn't quite as much on display this year. Um, I, I think that Ben Simmons was right, that the those who voted got it right, that Ben Simmons was number two. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I I feel just gross saying that. But uh, at the same time, I get it. I completely get it. And uh, happy for Rudy Gobert. I, the guy deserves it. You think about it, man. When he was in the G League, um, you're kind of like, huh, this guy – isn't that great? I mean, he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. He was slow getting to the ball. Couldn't make the right reads. Couldn't hold on to the ball. Couldn't. I mean, had a tough time dunking it too. And now he's yeah. He's, Derek Favors was the guy. Yeah, exactly. And now uh, Derek Favors is backing up Rudy Gobert, who's the three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna put you on the spot here just a little bit, Eric. We have a legacy of great players in Utah Jazz history, or maybe we save it for a Friday Five Best. Where does Rudy Gobert stand on your uh, list of greats in Utah Jazz basketball history? If you had to rank it. Uh, he's up there pretty high. I mean, he just passed Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton won the award twice. Yep. Um, and Rudy Gobert made some comments about that in some media availability. Just that uh, he he knew he would have received some texts after the game the other night from Mark Eaton. And it's you know he tragically lost his life here recently. Um, but... Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, been a lot of great players in Utah history. Certainly, Rudy Gobert, he's absolutely a top ten. Is he a top five? Gosh, you know, I think he's on his way. Yeah, uh, I put him in number three, all time. I think what he's done on the court, uh, the dominance he's he's brought for the team, uh, he is definitely for me number three. So you go Malone, Stockton, and then Gobert. And then if Gobert wins an NBA championship, I go Gobert, Malone, then Stockton. Because he did something that those guys couldn't yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's I hate to put it that way, but uh, that's interesting question from nine three one zero. Has there been any uh, uh, another player who started in the G League and had success similar to Rudy? Rudy didn't start in the G League, but he nah, did get he, sent down and yeah, spent he, some time. Well, I mean, there. he didn't, and he didn't spend a couple different times. He didn't spend major minutes in the NBA before getting sent down either. I didn't take long for those guys to be like, yeah, he needs a G League rep. Um, but yeah, he went to G League for quite some time. I'm trying to think, and as as far as I know, I I don't have anybody that comes to mind, but I'd have to do more research on that. Um. I would, geez, 
he's he's going to be up there. It's one of the great stories of G. Like like it makes the G League just sound wonderful, doesn't it? I mean, it's where you go and get reps and you become better. And then that's the thing is, I it's, remember it serves its purpose. When I was covering the stars, um, for the radio up there, uh, and and Burks and X and both were were uh, being sent to go to play for the stars. There was this huge notion that it was a demotion, that it was a, hey, we are sending you down. And Dennis Lindsay and Coach Quinn Snyder both hopped on an interview, or I think it was, it was a press conference, excuse me, and both of them were, like, wanted to emphasize. It was a volunteer press conference, and they wanted to emphasize this is not a demotion. There is nothing wrong with being sent to a G League to go get reps in. There is nothing wrong about that. Um, and he was so emphatic with Coach Snyder about this that when you get sent to the G League, it's to get better, it's to learn, it's to progress, to get reps, to get minutes, and then come back. And then when you know when that time does come, hopefully you'll be more NBA ready. And it, for Rudy Gobert, it worked. It, it worked. And it's there's been a fair number of players throughout the NBA that have done that. And I think it's developing to more and more of a system like what Major League Baseball has is it's a, a developmental place. It's a place to send somebody maybe recovering from an injury to get some reps in that's not quite as intense, but uh, a way to kind of work your ba- way back into things. And really, I think we're also going to see this G League elite um, replace the, the uh, college basketball for mm-hmm. a lot of players. Those They'll skip college basketball, go right to an NBA developmental program, get paid, and then uh, get drafted from there. So the the G League has is, is been making some pretty big strides, and I think it's proved its value. Yeah. And I think it's going to continue to prove more value for those kids who decide to move on and, and want to play in that elite G League thing and uh, and have more opportunities. And if if the progression rises for that player as quick as it can – you're going to see a lot more players do that, a ton more um, want to do that. So, All right, uh, let's see, 427, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Mike Conley is out tonight for the Utah Jazz. What does that mean for the Jazz? How do they need to make adjustments? Because, you know, Ty Lue is going to do the same thing. Uh, and uh, what should we be looking for here uh, as the Jazz and Clippers go at it tonight, game two of round two. And you can hear that game here on 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. We're talking college, right? Just yeah, college. Just oh, college. I'm taking Alex Smith all day. Nope, Tim Tebow. Alex Smith would have done what Tim know, Tebow man. did at Florida. No, I want you to watch the Tim Tebow speech. Oh my, I'm not going to sit here, here and watch highlight videos well, If Tim you're going to be wrong, why did you, you watch highlight videos of Alex Smith then? I know what Alex well, Smith. I, I know what Tim Tebow was too. Tim I watched Tebow him. is one of the greatest college players, players of all time. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We think it's time for a little fun. This year we want to celebrate Father's Day with a special contest just for the dads. Bring in your ugliest tie to Daryl's for the chance to win a DJI Mini 2 drone. Stop in, leave that ugly tie, and you might win. Ties will be accepted from June 1st to June 12th. Voting on the ugliest tie will begin online June 13th to 19th. We'll announce the winner on Father's Day, June 20th. Happy Father's Day and good luck. Daryl's Appliance, West on Airport Road. 
This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest June 17th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. to learn about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us June 17th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full court press, Eric France and Amaje Salveson. Fourth third year time here on June 10th. Clippers, Jazz, tonight, game two. No Serge Ibaka for the Clippers. Again, no Mike Conley again tonight for the Utah Jazz. This could uh, be a game of adjustments both ways. And Eric, I got to ask you, uh, what's the biggest adjustment do you think that Ty Lue is looking at right now and against the Utah Jazz to make some, to hopefully even the series? Uh, that's a good question. I think that um, there's been a lot of talk about should they play Cousins more? Should they play oh, Patrick please Beverly play Cousins more? more? And I am surprised Beverly didn't play more. Yeah, Rondo he was picked on up there. a lot of he fouls quickly, and that's probably what limited him. But I think more than that, I think the question will be: Should Zubac play more? Mm. Should they elect to go big because they started small, um, and then they brought Zubats off the bench. Um, will they use that same tactic again? Uh, so that, I think, will be the interesting thing. How do they handle the center position? I guess that's a broad, broader way of, of approaching that. How will they handle the center position? The thing that worked for, some, for the Clippers so well in Game 1 is just switching. I mean, you're getting set, I mean, you're getting set up with uh, what they picked on. They picked a little bit on, on Gobert. Uh, in the first half, I mean, again, it didn't help that Jasmine's 21 straight shots, which, by the way, Joe Ingles said that won't happen again tonight. He said that was, when they were watching film this morning, uh, they said that was the main thing that they came out of it saying, we aren't going to miss 21 straight shots again. No, they had good looks. Yeah, and great looks. It's not they, like they were contested yeah. that bad. Some of them were, but they weren't that bad. So, so I, I, yeah. I, and then I wonder if they do try to get re, and I know we talked about it, so bear with me here. If they get Rudy Gobert on the perimeter, Kawhi Leonard versus Rudy Gobert on the on the perimeter, it's all Kawhi. He's gonna cook him, absolutely. Uh, if it's uh, I don't know, I want to see Luke Kennard, but and by the way, Kennard should be playing more too. I thought Kennard was really good in Game One. Well, so that for me is a big question. I mean, he he did play well offensively, but he was a liability in the second half defensively because Donovan Mitchell kept hunting him and went after him. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. Kennard I mean, scored hey. points that he didn't do at all in the in the first series against the Mavericks. So I think that caught the Jazz a little bit by surprise. But at the same time, Donovan Mitchell just went after Kennard. Do you think Dwayne Wade told him that? Because I, I, you could see Dwayne Wade a little bit coaching. Do you think Dwayne Wade's like, hey, that guy right there, 
get him. I think that was part of the conversation. Yeah, that had to be, right? Yeah. Because after that, you saw him going after him all the time. (laughs) That was incredible. Most of what Donovan did was going to his right, Mm. and he did a lot of damage going to his right. Um, How much will they try to force him left, and how much can he still create if he's going to the left side of the court? That'll be an interesting kind of uh, chess match to go there. Absolutely. Interesting stuff. Go ahead. I'm just going to pass along some really interesting stuff from uh, David Locke, who shared some stuff on social media earlier today about this uh, this matchup. Uh, He says, Kawhi Leonard will play his ninth straight game today. He played 13 straight from December 30th to January 24th earlier this, this year. Otherwise, he has not played more than eight games in a row. It's nine games in 21 days. He played eight games in 15 days twice. Both times, he then didn't play for a week. Also, Paul George will play his ninth straight game tonight. This will equal his consecutive game streak for the season. So, look, tonight might be one thing, and who knows what's going to come out of this game, but I think if the Jazz can continue to be physical, continue to press, these guys are going to get into stretches here where they're not used to it. They're not used to playing so many games in a row. And it might start to catch up to him a bit. That's what part of the, their problem in the uh, second half in game one. Jazz were going after him. They knew that they had just played a game seven just the other day. They had travel. And they were a little flat. And Jazz took advantage of it, led by Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, sorry. I uh, I got caught up in this article. This, this Jordan Clarkson thing you brought up yesterday. I'm so sorry, Eric. This is a side tangent. But this Jordan Clarkson thing got out. Uh, and, and Jordan didn't want it to. In fact, when he went and did this, according to ESPN.com, they have a great article on it. Um, and and they asked about they asked Jordan, "Hey, do you want to you want this to get out?" And he said, "No, I I don't. Just because I want it to be straight, you know, from my heart. I want it to be genuine. I don't want any publicity out of it." Well, it it got out, and and I guess it sounds like the Jazz PR was kind of helpful of it. Because they wanted to make sure that you know people knew that Jordan Clarkson was there for them. I, I know you talked about the story yesterday that a, uh, a Filipino truck, food truck, was vandalized with racist remarks on it. And again, Utah just unreal people. Come on. And and then uh, Clarkson uh, in his quote says, "This is bull crap. We can't be bleeping doing this. We got we ain't got no room for the hate no more. That's got to go out the window really quick." End quote. Good for Jordan Clarkson. Um, I, I saw some of the things he had on social media earlier in the week. I knew how he felt about it. Uh, I saw some things yesterday, what he was going to do to help with this food truck. Um, he's going to get it repaired, get it, a new wrap on it. Uh, I think they're, he's even inviting yeah, the food he truck is. owners to the arena tonight. Yeah, so and Clarkson... trying to even get him to sell food there. Yeah, Clarkson paid for the interior cleaning and detailing. I uh, joined the vehicle wrap company, which is Identity, uh, Identity Graf- Graphics, uh, which designed the new exterior for the truck. That will be unveiled on Saturday at the Philippine Independence Day celebration in Salt Lake City. Uh, Clarkson also offered the owners, Ben and Aaron Pierce, with significant financial support to get the truck up and running again. And the Jazz invited the truck owners and employees to Game 2 against the Clippers tonight at 8 o'clock. Good for him. That, absolutely. Um, that he's, he's, he's you know, doing it, that. And- here it is. It, it's good for him, but this, the, he shouldn't have to do this in the first place. This no, crap true. shouldn't be happening. And I'm so tired of hearing the same old, 
well, it's just a small group of people. It's too many. If it's one person, it's too many. This shouldn't be happening in Utah. It is, it is disgusting. It is disgraceful. It is pathetic. Beyond words and understanding, it is absolutely grossing. Grow up, Utah. Please, try to get better. Try to be better. I mean, we got such a long ways to go in this state. It's not even funny. But, man, that's good on Jordan Clarkson, but it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah, you know, he was talking with his family, and they were like, yeah, we want to help these guys. And then, like, but we want to just do this for the right reasons, not that we're just trying to get publicity. publicity hey, it, yeah. look at me. Look at what I'm doing to help out. That's why I told the Jazz PR, no. <laughs> but then they kept coming after him and saying, hey, no, we should. Not coming after him. They kept talking about it. Hey, yeah. look, you know, we should let people know that you stand up for this, that for doing the right thing. And letting people know that we you know, we do support them, we do love them, and and let other people know that uh, you know, there there are there are friends, there are allies out there. So uh, kudos to Jordan Clarkson. I also love in the article, uh, ESPN did an interesting interview with him uh, where he talked about, look, my dad detailed cars when I was a kid, and we oh, had yeah. a van in front of the house, and I know what it takes to do the blood, sweat, and tears to do a small business and make things work to take care of your family. So uh, he knows the pain that that, that caused those people for that food truck. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, going back to basketball on the court. Thanks for letting me take a side step there. I, I, I couldn't get my eyes off of that quote though. It was, it was crazy. Uh, going back to basketball though, speaking of David Locke as well, he also tweets out this stat. By the way, you can hear David Locke, Ron Boone tonight on this very station as they call game two inside of Vivint's from home arena. Clippers' defensive rating in Game 1 with their small lineup was a 128. Clippers want to play same offensively because they can move Gobert and occupy Gobert on off-ball actions. But if they can't get stops, they have to go back to being big. Biggest thing to watch tonight is their small lineup and if they can get stops with that small lineup. We knew they could score. It was the, it was the getting the stops that was the problem. So then that would indicate to me that they probably wouldn't be playing Zubats for yeah. So it's Morris at the five, yeah. right? But Ty Lue, uh, in some comments I was reading earlier today, sounded very conflicted. Like he saw some of the effectiveness of a small lineup, but he also saw some opportunities with Cousins and Zubats. He's got a lot of big guys he can play and just trying to figure out who they match up with and who's on the court. And he said, you know, in, in game one of a series, I like to play as many guys as I can just to see what matchups look like and see how these guys are going to respond. Uh, so now the, the, the adjustments start being made. So um, I, I think for Utah is, you know, how well are they going to go? I think we're going to see more of that small lineup. Yeah. It's a very good shooting team. Good on the perimeter. Very good at the free throw line. Uh, and I think they're going to try to uh, take advantage of that or, or, or use that uh, as an advantage. But the Jazz also one of the best teams in the NBA at guarding the three. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because you have good good defenders. I'm actually, you know what? Why the heck not? George Ying's a good defender on the perimeter. He really is. He's so aware of everything going on. He's became so much better. Now he's a G League guy for a little bit. Yeah. And and he's really improved his defensive ability on guarding the perimeter, and that's why he's getting so many minutes. It's definitely not for his offensive work. But uh, the other part, too, again, no Mike Conley tonight. Uh, 
Second time that's happened. In fact, Jazz are 16 and 6 without Mike Conley, um, which is actually is not that much worse than they are with him. But it's what Mike Conley brings to the floor in the presence of getting guys in the right spot immediately in the offense. Just that leadership, Eric. And that's what they're going to yeah. miss again tonight. That sucks. Yeah. Those are. Those are injuries that you just have to be really careful. Gosh, with. are I mean, we being too caught? I mean, I, and I know, like, I know, I said the other day that you know, like, you saw the Lakers rush Anthony Davis back, or Anthony Davis rushed back, and he was in there for five minutes, eight seconds, and then he was out for the rest of the night. But when do you say, hey, look, it's it, it's the Western Conference semifinals. We're playing a dynamic team like the Clippers. We need this guy back on the court. When do you just say the heck with it? Let's give it a go. I think that they feel like this is a long-term play, and if if we plan to have him with us next year, we have to make sure that he's going to be available. Yeah. But not even that far out. Like if we want this guy to be available for the NBA championship, the NBA finals, we want to make sure he's available for that because that'll be even more important. His impact on the court will be even that much yeah, more needed huge. in the finals than it is in the Western Conference semifinals. So I think as an organization, they just, we saw that with Donovan Mitchell, they just use a lot of caution to try to have a long-term view of this where it's soft tissue injury. Those are ones you really have to be extra cautious with. And they tried to manage that all year because he's had that issue for a long time. It just sucks because I was so looking forward to having him back for game two. Like, okay, we got one game without Mike Conley. Let's get him in there. Let's go win game two now. And now it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't know if we're going to... I hope we win game two, but if... And, and by the way, if they win game two tonight, the Jazz do, how big is that? Like a shot in the arm, knowing you're going to get maybe... I don't know if they will. Maybe you get Mike Conley back for game three. Up 2-0 versus the Clippers. That is huge if that would be the case. Yeah, it's big, but the Clippers were down 0-2 against Dallas. Yeah, but Dallas isn't as good as the Jazz. No. The Dallas true. Dallas is not even close to being as good as the Jazz in, in so many different ways. And I'd almost put, like, four years ago I wouldn't have said this, but now I will. Quinn Snyder especially is a better coach than Rick Carlisle. Four years ago I wouldn't have said that. Now I will. Um, but, God, I really, really wish we had Mike Conley back. So, Joe Ingles, I expect you're going to see the same starting lineup uh, for the Utah Jazz going against this Clippers team, I would imagine at least. Uh, uh, Oni, minutes? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you'll see minutes from Mie Oni, maybe similar to what we saw the other night. Um, I mean, he's got to stay on the floor, not commit as many fouls, but he has the length and athleticism. Uh, he does some some okay things. He played eight minutes in game one, grabbed a couple of rebounds, but he had four personal fouls. So... And maybe that's sometimes all you need. Get him out there, use his fouls, just keep him on the court long enough to give somebody else a break. Uh, beyond him, I, I really don't know who else you'd bring in for serviceable minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I think we are going to see Mie Oni uh, tonight. He's got he's to be more when productive. Does he come in and he's got to stay out of foul trouble, man. Yeah, like the foul trouble can't happen. If they could get 12, 15 minutes out of him, oh, that'd be phenomenal. Huge. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, 12 to 15 productive minutes out of the guy is huge. Absolutely enormous for them. I'd take that in a heartbeat. And somebody else who I think uh, could have a big game is Boyan. Uh, he 
Yeah. He had moments where he was struggling a little bit, but then he initiated some stuff, took the initiative, and that was great. And it took some load and pressure off of Donovan and uh, Derek uh, uh, Favors when he was in there and, and Jordan Clarkson. So I think Boyan Bogdanovich could stand to have a big game tonight too. I like it. Uh, let's take a break. Coming back, we're going to do our pick six a little bit early today uh, because we got college football to talk about in the second hour. We're going to recap some NBA basketball, preview some NBA basketball, some more for those who uh, haven't been able to join the show yet, That, but we'll do so in the 5 o'clock hour. So we'll get our pick six done right now, and then we'll come back and talk college football in the second hour. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. Aaron has 17 fourth quarter wins. Oh, Colin, that's because they don't trail much. Neither does Russell Wilson, and he's got 35% more than Aaron. Joe Flacco has more than Aaron. Andy Dalton has more than Aaron. Aaron is not a foxhole guy. He sours very quickly. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The trained soldiers of the Army National Guard are a new generation of leaders called to proudly and selflessly serve our nation and make a difference in the communities we call home. Do you want to make a difference? During our Hiring Days event, May 10th to June 14th, we're looking for highly motivated candidates for part-time careers in the Army National Guard. You'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community right in your home state during emergencies and natural disasters, while learning skills valued in civilian careers like leadership, problem-solving, and strategic thinking. And when you serve in the Guard part-time, you can work or attend college full-time while you earn a paycheck, gain career skills, and enjoy great benefits like low-cost health coverage for you and your family. Learn more about serving part-time in the Army National Guard by visiting nationalguard.com slash hiringdays today. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Here's Chad, the lawn doctor, with a tip for your lawn. Summer temps are here, the grass is seeding out, and the lawns have gotten stressed. With that being said, we'd like to introduce our new two-service soil enrichment program to help increase the size and number of roots in your grass, which allows the plant to better use both the water and nutrients that are there, improving the health of the plant and helping the stress of this time of year. Fertilizer, weed, and pest control. Call the lawn doctor at 753-LAWN or go to lawndoctorcashvalley.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Sweet. Some uh, 8-bit hip-hop. Or what are we Eight, listening to? 8-bit. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Fire up my Sega Genesis. <laughs> Man, you... People don't know how good we had it back then with the Super Nintendo and the Sega. You know, it was great. Sonic was a great game. Super Mario, that was a great game. Even N64 wasn't that bad. Zelda? Zel- I never played Zelda. I wasn't a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Frenzel. You're walking around the building calling a lot of people nerds today. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was awesome. We have a technical conversation about something we've been trying to discuss for a while, and you just kind of walk by. Dude, well, oh, the- you guys sound like you're talking nerd stuff. <laughs> well, dude, like some of the covers, like, I was like, yeah, I got this uh, 320 CPZ uh, drive. going to put it in the uh, X, uh, Excalibur. And I'm like, what the fetch? I mean, 
And you just looked so interested. I mean, it was crazy how interested you looked. I was interested. It's very important stuff. Me and then, uh, IT Kevin. Engineer Kevin. Hey, did I tell you about the time he walked in on the show when I was doing it live? Yes. He, oh, man. You should have seen his face. Best moment ever in my life. You're just walk. walking by thinking you're just calling for him. Just, hey, how you doing, Kevin? I wasn't even calling for him. He just like walked in and he looked at me and I was like, hey, Kevin, what do you think about the jazz? And he starts talking about him. I'm like, well, hey, that's Kevin live here on the full court press. He's like, wait, you're live? <laughs> hey, uh, 9948 texted into the show. Once again, last night I heard multiple times how good it was or how good of a loss it was for the Clippers. Since when was there ever a good loss? I guess because they only lost by three makes it good i'm going to make i'm going to have different attitude this upcoming nfl season i can't wait to see how many good losses my bears will have (laughs) i know that's so dumb a loss is a loss a win is a win yeah and and by the way you only get four wins to move on well and i'm also hearing hey uh so you know the clippers aren't going to shoot that bad anymore i mean they're 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 not going to play that bad the Jazz missed 21 straight shots, yeah, guys. Yeah, say the same thing about Utah? Utah's not going to play that bad again. They're not going to oh. be a pariah in the first half. I mean, it's just... Let's use our heads here. Oh. All right, uh, we got to get to our pick six, so let's go ahead and do it. Uh, Cody won, which means I won. Or I guess AJ won, which means I won because my name's AJ. So in that case... I owe Cody. You Yeah, well, you owe Cody and I owe AJ. I don't know what to get, AJ. I don't know. I didn't even participate, but I oh no, this is from the week. Prior. No, it's from the week prior. Yeah. Don't get salty. All right, so for this week, since I lost from previous, and uh, intern Cody's not here to see who goes first. I guess you go first, or you get to decide who goes first. I'll fine. I'll go first. Okay. Right, let's see. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, tonight, Kevin Durant, uh, versus. Mo, actually, yeah, I'll say Kevin Durant, Milwaukee on Saturday. Kevin Durant, twenty six and a half points over under. Uh, so this is Kevin Durant in Game Four. Yep. And you have twenty six and a half. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the over. Huh. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the under. Okay. All right. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz on Saturday versus the Clippers. So that'll be what? Game three. Mm-hmm. Jazz turnovers. Ooh. 14 and a half over under. Ooh, that's good. 14 and a half? Yeah. I'm going to take the... Ooh. I'm going to take the... Under. Ooh, that's a good line. I'm going to take the over. We're in L.A. It scares me. I hope I'm wrong. Jazz are one of the worst teams in the NBA for turnovers. Yeah, I I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I'm taking the over. Okay. Uh, And then the Utah Jazz, or excuse me, uh, Phoenix-Denver tomorrow night. Phoenix? By... Nine and a half over under. Phoenix over Denver by nine and a half. Correct. Uh, I'm going to take the under. 
I'm going to take the over. I think Denver wins game three. They'll have some desperation. Sure okay. I hope so. Speaking of, let's, let's stay with the same game, shall we? Yeah. Nikola Jokic or Chris Paul in game three. Who will have more assists? Chris Paul. I'm going to say Jokic. Okay, game three for the Utah Jazz and the Clippers in Los Angeles. Who will have more three-pointers made as a team? Utah or L.A.? Which team will make more three-pointers in game three? Say Utah. Oops, I wrote that in mine. That's you. Um, I'm going to say Clippers. And then finally, Kyle Hendricks is on the mound tomorrow for the Chicago Cubs as they take on the St. Louis Cardinals. It's simple yes or no. Will he get the win? No. Say yes. You always got to plug a Cubs one in there, don't you? <laughs> Just couldn't help yourself, could you? Uh, we need a tiebreaker. Oh, shoot. Jazz Clippers score Saturday? Okay. Or no, because we got to save that as a prediction. Uh, yeah, we got to save that. Never mind. Sorry, let's go Bucks. Uh, game four score. Bucks Nets. I'm gonna say 128, 100 Nets. You're going 128 to 100 for the Nets. Yeah. This is game four. Saturday, yeah. And you can pick the same team. We'll look at the score. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 120 to 115. Wow, really? For Milwaukee. What? Are you serious? Yep. That's my score, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, I hope so. It's written in ink. It is written in ink, yes. Blue ink. Take a break and wrap it up here on the first hour of the Full Court Press. We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press. Eric Franson, RJ Salveson, 60 seconds left here in the opening hour. Jazz Clippers tonight, 8 o'clock, Milwaukee, and... Uh, Brooklyn get it on in about a half hour from now. Brooklyn up 2-0 in that series, and it hasn't even been remotely close. <laughs> not even, not even a sniff of it being close. Uh, really quickly, a couple things we're gonna get to here in the second hour. College football playoff looking like we're gonna head for an expansion. Uh, we'll get to uh, some more Utah Jazz basketball as well. 
By the way, Oklahoma Sooners softball went through the loser bracket and won the World Series. That's kind of cool. Wow. Good for them. Uh, lines real quickly. Jazz favored by two and a half today and Milwaukee favored by three and a half as that series shifts back to Milwaukee. Jazz are favored by what? Two, two and, and a half. half. Take the Jazz in the over. What? Yeah. I'm looking forward to your prediction. Two and a half. Jazz win by two and a half or more? You, you think the Clippers are going to win? In about three and a half minutes, we'll have the second hour of the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When you're a kid, you probably don't think much about what number you get at the beginning of the season. Now, you might have a favorite number, but it's not a big deal. Pro sports, though, it is a big deal. A lot of money in numbers. Yesterday, a report came out. LeBron James is switching from number 23 back to number 6. He wore that number on the Olympic team and also with the Miami Heat. Apparently, he wanted to do this a couple of years ago, but the move would have cost Nike millions. He also wears number six in this summer's Space Jam, A New Legacy, which somehow plays into all of this. LeBron's not alone. The NFL is allowing players to switch numbers, but they're responsible for unsold jerseys with the old number, and that kept the Panther star Christian McCaffrey from changing his digits. In the end, the leagues and the players should both make a lot of money. If you're a LeBron James fan, that number six in purple and gold is still going to look pretty good. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. you need to know. In Major League Baseball, the Dodgers won a game shortened by rain to the eighth inning, 6-3 the final at Pittsburgh, and the Phillies in 10 innings edged Atlanta 4-3. Victories for Milwaukee and Detroit. Two NBA playoff games tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Utah, top seed in the West, winners in the opener of the best of seven, facing the Clippers again, and Utah guard Mike Conley is out again with a strained hamstring. In just over a half an hour, it's Brooklyn at Milwaukee. Nets lead the series two games to none. Nets guard James Hart is out again with hamstring tightness. The NBA intends to return to a normal schedule next season with camps opening in late September. Bulls guard Kobe Wyatt, who averaged 15 points per game, had shoulder surgery and will be reevaluated in four months. In the NHL playoffs, the second-round series could end at Vegas tonight. Golden Knights lead three games to two over Colorado. The MVP finalists include Edmonton center Connor McDavid. I'm Steve DeSager. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Salveson. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press here on a Thursday, June 10th, 501, your start time here in the second hour. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. That's how you text into the show. Gill Mortgage Text Line, sponsored by Gill Mortgage, where you can select from hundreds of loan products tailored to your needs and find the perfect loan to fit your life. You can call them at 435-294-2480. Again, the text line, 435-339-0321 to text into our show. 9948, Mike Conley won't play till the Jazz lose a game in this series. If they lose game one, he plays tonight, just like they did with Mitchell. 
So if he loses game two, is that correct? No, that's not true. What do you mean? His playing ability is not about whether the Jazz win or lose a previous game. Yes, it is. I I, I totally agree with nine nine four eight. Absolutely, Eric. So we're so we're gonna base it on the fact of okay, well. We're going to go to L.A., we're tied at one, and we got two games there, and we're still not going to put in our guard. Depends on how healthy he is. If the training staff says he's ready to go, he'll play. Yeah, but our training staff is so overcautious. It, I mean, and again. For good reason. Yeah. They want guys to be available for a long term. They don't want guys going in and out of the roster. I just, I mean, it'd be nice to have our starting point guard. I mean, how bad is it? Well, why can't they just say that? Like, hey, we, uh, Mike Conley will not be here for the next five games. Because we know that. We're just, I mean, is it gamesmanship? Like, hey, he's questionable. Nope, he's out. Just kidding. Ha. It's just frustrating. Uh, 9948, I'm saying if the Jazz were. Would have. Would have lost game one, he would have been playing tonight. Oh. Well, if they lose game two, does he play game three? That's the question. Jazz Clippers tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN. No Mike Conley, no Serge Ibaka for the Clippers. Uh, so adjustments, adjustments, adjustments will be made through both on Quinn Snyder's side and on Tyrone Lue's side. And if I got to be honest, I think the Clippers need to make a lot of adjustments, especially after that second half where they blew a 13-point lead. Jazz came alive. The crowd helped him into it. And uh, they uh, they got out of there with a 112-109 victory. Is it as low scoring as it was in Game 1? Yeah, these are two good defensive teams. I mean, I said 103-102, and you guys act like I spoke some blasphemy in my prediction of Game 1. I mean, that's, that's kind of a lower score. Dude, it wasn't yeah, that far we were, off. We were aiming that direction for quite some time, though. It wasn't that far off. Um yeah, what is your score prediction for tonight? So the last uh, game one, it was 112 to 109. Uh, adjustments will be made. Um, yeah, I, I think that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will be more aggressive tonight. I think they'll try to put up more shots. Um, now, whether they continue to go small, how they use Zuvats uh, and uh, uh, Cousins will be interesting. Patrick Beverly, Rondo. They were see, and here's the thing: marginal. Will I bench Reggie Jackson Rondo. stay on the floor? Yeah, I bench Rondo and I put in Reggie Jackson. I bench Rondo because he can't mm. shoot the three, and he can't really guard. Give me Reggie Jackson over Rondo, and give me Demarcus Cousins for 48 minutes. <laughs> he only played four. <laughs> he, uh, uh, he Rondo played, played 28. He played like only what four six minutes did Cousins, but he was a productive in that time. Really good. Reggie Jackson played 17 minutes. Yeah, that's got to change tonight. He got fouled out. Tyrone Lou wants a chance. 2787 says, I'm going to take the Jazz in five. Go Jazz. All right. I like it. Confidence. Hey, does your prediction of Jazz in six change if the Clippers lose tonight and they're down two games to none? No. Okay. No, it's still a very good team. Yeah. 9948. I'm not so sure Conley is... In the long-term plans, he's too fragile, always hurt. Your thoughts? He's in the long-term he plans. He is in the long-term Absolutely. plans. The Jazz yeah. can see what kind of a team they are with him on the court. Yeah. 
And to say now, he's too fragile and always hurt, he was better this year than he was last year. Absolutely. But they can it's a marked difference having Mike Connolly on your roster. Now, Mike Conley is in the last part of his contract, or at least the last year of his contract, so he'll have to restructure that come the offseason, but I don't think that will be a problem for either Conley or the Utah Jazz. Guy was an all-star. Yeah. Well, for good reason. He was an all-star. I mean, after he's a the replacement, last... but still, yeah. he deserved to be an all-star. I would agree with that. So, yeah, let's get your predictions on the Utah Jazz. Uh, Clippers game two tonight. Again, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Eric will be there live, so we'll get reaction from Eric tomorrow. On, uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> what? Uh, Jimbo Slice. Oh, what did he got? What did he got? What did he got? If there's anyone out there who wants to go to the game tonight, meet me at the closest IHOP to the arena, and we can talk about how cool it would have been if we could go to the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. By the way, speaking of Twitter, did you see like Amy Schumer, the lookalike trending? Oh, I did see that. Is that so, nuts? Trucker. Yeah, so this lady, uh, she wins like a mini fridge or something. Yeah, it's like a, it's like this really nice mini fridge, uh, for some pr- promotion thing at the truck stop. But the the story is the tattoo. She has a teardrop on her right eye or left eye, which, I mean, I served in Cleveland, so I understand these things, but it would mean murder, like you know, you you, you killed somebody, whatever. Well. Then Amelia wanted the uh, sponsor to prom- uh, to point out that her teardrop tattoo is not because she murdered someone, but that she accidentally killed a pedestrian once she- once after falling asleep at the wheel and got the tattoo to honor their memory. That's bonkers. I've never- yeah, but she is a dead lookalike with oh Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Dude, I thought it was her until I saw the tattoo. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh. I was just pointing that out. All right, uh, let's get back to sports. Uh, d- congratulations to Rudy Gobert. We talked about it earlier. Defensive Player of the Year, third time in four years. Unreal, un just unfreaking real. How good that guy's been. And you look at every metric out there that measures defensive stats and how effective a player is on the defensive end of the court. Every single one you look at, Rudy is elite. number one, elite. Yep. yep, and it's not even close. Absolutely. Uh, so third one in four years, which is remarkable for that guy. Uh, happy for him. In fact, he, uh, he found and he's it. young enough. He could get a few more. It's possible. Could. We'll see. Could. I think the world will get bored of Rudy Gobert, and they'll want to go to somebody else just because they're flat out bored. We know how the media is. It's possible. 9948, send Conley favors Ingles Clarkson plus draft picks and bring Lillard back to Utah. Great. So you want to give our starting point guard, backup center, a utility man, and our sixth man of the year, plus a first, a second, another second, all to bring back Lillard. I love I'm going to go with a hard no. I love the sentiment about getting Lillard to Utah, but that's a hard no. Yeah, please, no. That's a hard yes. no. 9940 says, yes. I don't know what you're smoking. But I don't want it. I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no way, no way. In fact, remember, uh, this team is actually. I think they're now in the luxury cap tax hit, and so they're gonna have to pay a little, a few extra presidential flashcards to, um, to meet level with uh, with the salary cap that the 
that the NBA has. But at the same time, it, if you can get to the NBA Finals with this team, it's it's well worth every penny. Yep. I don't I don't know what's going to happen in the NBA Finals or who they're going to face. It's probably going to be Brooklyn, and it's probably going to be an absolute massacre. But uh, it's worth it. Okay, before we move on to this college football news. Okay, hit me. Score prediction tonight. Keys for the Utah Jazz. Oh, we're already doing it. Okay. I'm going to go 116-108 Clippers. Hmm. I think Kawhi, I think Tyrone may... I, I think Tyrone makes good adjustments. I think they go with a smaller lineup. I think Morris is good. I think P. I don't know if PG's that great, but he's better than he was, and I think Kawhi's going to be great as well. Um, yeah, I got one sixteen one oh eight. Even going back to LA. Okay, love to get your uh, score predictions as well. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. You wanted my keys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, key for the Jazz. Don't miss 21 straight shots, and they won't. But And I'm being serious, though. Don't go into a nine-minute scoring drought. You can't do that. You got lucky in game one not being down 23 points. No. Uh, Should have been. Uh, go Shoot well and, and, and take shots. Like Quinn Snyder said it in his uh, shoot-around press conference today. He said, I'd rather see Joe Ingles go one of nine than two of two. Shoot the ball. And and you saw him hesitate sometimes. Like, don't hesitate. If you got to look, Joe, shoot it. Shoot it. That's why you're on the court, man. Like, Jordan Clarkson's allowed to take uh, a contested look with three guys on him from 40 feet. You can take it. Shoot the ball. Uh, and for the Clippers, they got to they gotta be able to keep a 13-point lead. Play, play better defense. They just got lackadaisical defensively. And by the way, I think you're going to see Kawhi on Donovan Mitchell a lot. A lot tonight. Well, I've wondered about that. Uh, it, it took him three games to do that before he started guarding Luka Doncic. Um, will he do that earlier in the series against Donovan? Maybe. Just to help if they think that they want to prevent having a seven-game series. Could be. Um, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I think we do have some audio in our folder. Just have to make sure you find the right folder. But there's some stuff from uh, shoot around earlier today. I took the same audio, I think, too, from you. Um, but for me, I think that uh, for me, the keys for the Utah Jazz are to to, to continue the defensive pressure and be physical uh, with the Clippers. It's a team that's been traveling a lot, been playing a lot. Um, they're two stars. They're starting to play more games than they're used to all year. Uh, and so... Part of it is that they they were saving their bodies for this moment, but at the same time they start to get out of out of that rhythm and it starts to feel foreign to them to start to play that many games. So I think they need to keep up the defensive pressure and a, and being in an attack mode, offensively, uh, uh, frankly, and defensively too. But uh, and I think that um, the Jazz win. I think they win game two. Uh, I think it'll be Jazz. I'm going to say Utah 110 and the Clippers 106. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Jazz still pull it off in the end. But you, a guy you mentioned that needs to be good tonight is going to have to be Bogey. Uh, here is, I don't know who this is, talking about Bogey. Who is it? Is it Quinn? Um, might be Mitchell. Okay, here's Mitchell talking about Bogey. Hold on. Maybe. 
can push play. I love it when he shoots late. Nope, it's Quinn. You know, it's almost like regardless of what the game has been like, you know, when we throw ahead to him, you know, and he's got a contested corner three with three minutes left in the game, I feel like that shot's going in. And then, of course, uh, Bogey's impact when he's on the court. Boyan's there's so much competitive fire in him. I think there's some players um, that care so much that, you know, it's hard for them sometimes to get to the next play because he's, he wants it so, so badly. And I think when you find that, that joy infused in your game, you really lose yourself in the game. And that's what I've seen. And I think he's right. I think Bogey has to play a really big role tonight. Uh, I think he played a good role last uh, in game one. Um, that uh, they can switch it up a little bit. Everybody's focusing on Donovan or you know Joe on the outside or George on the outside. Uh, but then also to have Bogey back somebody down or take it to the rim. That's a they need that changeup. But they also need Bogey to be able to hit the outside shot too. Hmm. Uh, his offense has come along the last. Six weeks of the regular season and now into the playoffs, he's been much more effective offensively. So they're going to need more of that. Uh, speaking of Joe Ingles, here is Coach Snyder on the value that Joe Ingles brings on the floor as a utility guy. So a lot of times for Joe, um, it's a question of him, you know, taking a shot, which, you know, it's hard for ta- for Joe in my mind to take a bad shot from three um, because he's such an effective shooter. But he's also you know, he's also capable of getting getting in the lane and making a play for someone else. And he's done both very, very well. The one thing on the pick and roll, and I think Anthony, Greg Anthony talked about on the national broadcast, and I totally agree. On pick and roll, you gotta give that late. Like it's like the option in football. You don't want to pitch it too early. You wanna wait until that linebacker's right there to meet you, then give it. Same thing with the pick and roll. When you get there, know what you're going to do, but make that decision and then wait. Don't give it to him too early because then everybody tax go bear immediately. If you wait till the last second, then it puts everybody in a limbo position defensively and allows Gobert to be able to make a, uh, you know, either a layup easily or allows Joe to get to the rim. Right. You have to make them commit, yep. make them decide where they're going, and then, right, get that, get that pass on time. Uh, and I, I would expect to see more. More action from Rudy tonight around the rim. He didn't get very many field goal attempts. He went to the line quite a bit. But uh, I, I would also expect him to have more of an impact offensively in this game tonight. Uh, Keys from 1181 says, My key for the Jazz tonight is that Mitchell has to play like game five of the Grizzlies series where his passing was on point because Clippers, I believe, will throw everything at him defensively. On point right there. Mm, like that. Good they, point. They're, they're going to send the kitchen sink at Mitchell with everything. Doubles, uh, you know, a uh, backside double. Um, They're going to try to cut off dribble lanes. They're going to, I mean, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard, and you might even see Paul George come over. They're going to put everything on Donovan Mitchell to make them or make him have to force the ball out of his hands to make George Niang, Jordan Clarkson, Bogey, Ingles, and those guys beat you. Dom's got to make a quick decision. It's got to be the right decision. It's got to be the right read. It's going to be very, very important for him to be good tonight. Yeah, that's a great point. You have him be a facilitator because they're going to focus on him as a scorer. And there may be times where he, that is the right play. Yeah. But to recognize that they're when they collapse on him, somebody's going to be open. 
9948 continues his trade request. Lillard, Mitchell, O'Neal, Bogdanovich, Gobert. Name a better starting five. Your old players won't need to be near as good. Come on, yes, get rid of your starting point guard for the best point guard in the league. You can find bench players, just a talking point. And I'm not smoking anything either. <laughs> you guys are fun to listen to. Okay, well. Uh, Thanks, 9948. If you can convince Ryan Smith to make that crazy of a trade, you, sir, should be the next GM of the Utah Jazz. Uh, Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year. Ingles was the one that got to kind of give this honorary speech, if you will, inside the locker room for Rudy. In fact, here is Ingles on Rudy Gobert and what impact he's had for the team. I mean, not a surprise. Honestly, I think being around him daily and for seven years now, um, we within the organization and obviously a lot of people outside um, with the votes and stuff are realize what he does on a on a daily for us it's not this isn't like a random where he had a 50 point game one time or something like he, he does this every night regardless of who we're playing whenever he's out there he he is the anchor in our in our defense there's no questions about it um he makes us all better defenders he lets us be more aggressive because we we know he's got a, our back and um it's nice to have um a big seven foot french man at the back behind <laughs> you knowing that Whatever happens out on the floor, he, he's going to go and try and help you. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, a proud moment for, for our organization, obviously for him um, to, to win three of them. And I highly doubt it will be the last one. Um, I don't know how old he is. He's how old is he, 28 or something, 27. He's got a, a while to go. He looks after himself um, on and off the court. So, um, yeah, proud proud of him. He's, he's, grown a, he's grown up. He's come a long way. Uh, he has. In fact, his third and fourth is, is pretty impressive, and this one might be one of his best ever and might be the best ever in NBA history defensively. Yeah, I think you're right. I think his performance this year and what he was able to do uh, as an impact player for the Utah Jazz, just whomever they faced, um, he has improved. Real credit to him and how he's improved his body, how he's been able to stay healthy, how he's improved understanding uh, where, how to position himself, where to position himself, when to make the right play. Um, it's a no question. This year was his best of the three of his defensive impact that he's had. Ingles has had a uh, quite the war with Paul George, and, and you go back to the two Oklahoma City series. Well, those two duked it out, and people in the media wanted to ask, you know, is it still there that little bitterness between the two of you, you know, the two of those players, and the pettiness and Ingles. He disagrees with that. That happened a long time ago. Um, not, no, apart from watching clips and preparing for, for the game as per normal, depending on whoever we play. The whole like narrative of like Joe versus Paul George is kind of a little bit old in my mind. It's the Jazz versus the Clippers. It was OKC versus the Jazz. Obviously, for me, it, it's a matchup that, that I want to try and do. Um, and I like kind of hold, hold him as much as I can. Again, he's... He's obviously a highly impact, impactful player for their team. He, he has the ball. He he gets shots with, within their offense. So uh, I obviously realize he's he's heavily involved. And, and for, for me or for, for Royce or Boyan or whoever's guarding him, Donovan at that, that point, it's just to make it as tough as we can on, on him and, and Kawhi. It's not a individual battles or one-on-one uh, matchups. There's 10 guys on the court. And, and obviously, we've got to defend as a team. And, and that's what we've done all year. So I personally don't read into the one-on-one stuff or the, I mean, three years ago was a long time. My, my twins were 
barely talking then and now they're five and annoy the hell out of me so um yeah, I like, uh, three years three years is a long time i hope he's happy there and, and whatever but um um it's the jazz versus the clippers and um and that's all i'm focused on can you imagine if renee ingles heard that she would have screamed at him i'm sure she has heard that <laughs> your kids what <laughs> Uh, again, we want your text. We want your predictions. I haven't heard any predictions yet. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Do the Jazz win Game Two tonight? And what is the key for you? Um, Eric has the Jazz winning. I have the Jazz losing. Nine nine four eight says key to the Jazz. If Clarkson has two assists, Jazz win. If Clarkson has two, two assists, assists, that's all he needs, huh? <laughs> uh, and then one more thing I want to play here. You talked about this. Yesterday, you brought it up. Uh, Dwayne Wade being a part of the team now. He has a, a small stake in the ownership of the Utah Jazz, and he was available and was courtside for game one and was there coaching a little bit and helping out Donovan Mitchell and some things on the court. Of course, there's this question. There's a little, you know, from an actual perspective, is he undermining Quinn Snyder? Quinn was more than happy to talk about that. It's kind of a lengthy answer, but it's a darn good one. It's worth it. Here is the audio on uh, Coach Snyder's thoughts on Dwayne Wade and helping out the team. You know, I said when Dwayne, you know, was first announced that he had become one of the owners of the team, just how terrific I thought that was for our entire group. And I've asked him to weigh in on some things for me personally. Um, we've had a number of text exchanges. I try not to wear him out because he's, you know, he's a busy guy. Um, but it's been really great. Um, for me personally, uh, to be able to use him, you know, as a resource, and I, I try not to over overburden him, but he's just been unbelievably receptive. And to have someone like that, um, and again, speaking for myself personally, that has the level of experience, um, the intelligence, the feel uh, that he has for the game, and for particularly for the playoffs. Um, is a resource that I think is really unique. And so, you know, some of that conversation has evolved around, you know, defensive concepts. Some of it's evolved around Donovan. Um, so it, it's, I love it. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't ask for, you know, I, I don't ask a lot of questions about what they're talking about. I trust um, that we're all on the same page and, and there's probably things that, Dwayne's capable of giving him, you know, that I'm not, um, which, you know, I think is a positive thing that, that he's getting that information that truly cares about him and that Donovan really respects. So, um, you know, he, he's got great feel for that. You know, Donovan's got great feel for that. Um, so I, I, I think it's great. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to disagree with him. <laughs> and, and, and I don't think any head coach with someone like Dwayne Wade, who has a stake ownership in this team, is going to say, yeah, hey, I need you to leave my team alone and not talk to my players. That's just, come on, hello. I mean, are we forgetting <laughs> what Dwayne Wade did in yeah, his exactly. career? Are we forgetting who Dwayne Wade is? <laughs> hey, I don't want you, the future or the Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, to be talking to my guy. I don't care if you won an NBA Finals MVP. You don't know nothing about basketball. Now, if Donovan's going over to Ryan Smith, like, yeah. hey, how do you think I should go after yeah. and attack this? Then we got like, an issue. What you, maybe it's not the smartest thing to do. But you know what? Ryan Smith has actually been handling it really well. You see that Ryan kind of stays out of the out of that kind of stuff. You know, there's he lets Dwayne Wade allow Dwayne Wade to be Dwayne Wade. 
that's what that's I think great. that's what's been great about Ryan Smith. He allows Dwayne Wade to be Dwayne Wade. Dwayne is obsessed with basketball. He's obsessed with watching Donovan Mitchell be great. And so when there's any chance he can be a part of that, you're gonna you're gonna take it and he's gonna be a part of it. I guess just it's a no brainer. Uh let's see here. Nine nine four eight two assists for Jordan Clarkson would double his average. Does he even average one? We're not even gonna look. I don't think he does. Uh two six oh three. Maybe Wade will pull a Jordan and sign himself and come out of retirement next season to play with the this Jazz squad. Boy, he'd have to I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't. I don't know. Part time player. <laughs> player owner, coach. That's what Jordan was. Didn't go well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Didn't go really that well at all. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, college football playoff expansion. First it was a dream, then it was a discussion, and now it's looking like a reality. We'll get into the deets of how many teams could a G5 be included, how could it be included, and do they even have a fair shot? It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. We're talking college, right? Just yeah, college. Just college. Oh, I'm taking Alex Smith all day. Nope, Tim Tebow. Alex Smith would have done what I Tim know, Tebow man. did at Florida. No, I want you to watch the Tim Tebow speech. Oh my, I'm not going to sit here and watch highlight videos If you're going to be wrong, why did you, you watch highlight videos of Alex Smith then? I know what Alex well, I, I know what Tim Tebow was too. Tim I Tebow is him. one of the greatest college players, players of all time. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It is the Full Court Press, Eric France and Amaje Salson. Thanks for joining us here in odd number two. It's a Thursday. Jazz, game two tonight versus the Clippers in a big one. 8 p.m. ESPN. Please give me a better broadcaster than Greg Anthony. I beg of you. <laughs> I, mean, I just I can't do it. Five, He's seven, so anti-Utah. Oh, my funny. gosh. Everything, dude. Everything. Well, that, man. Donovan Mitchell gets clocked in the face. Well, Donovan Mitchell really sold that. Paul George gets touched on the elbow. Boy, that, that needs to be a flagrant one. That looks like a flagrant <laughs> one to me. 5-7-6-3. If the Jazz can hit their threes to take care of the ball and get Rudy to the rim, they will win this game. I like those keys. Yeah, those are good keys. Make your threes and take care of the ball. Limit turnovers. They did actually a pretty good job limiting their turnovers. There weren't that many. 
but the Clippers can create havoc, can cause havoc, and create you, uh, cause you to to, uh, to have turnovers, and they will uh, make you pay for getting a turnover with points after the after the fact. So, yeah, taking care of the ball, not having Mike Connolly in there can make that a little bit of a challenge. But considering that he wasn't there in Game One, really pleased with how few turnovers the Jazz did have. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Again, Jazz missed 21 straight shots at one point in the first quarter. And Joe said today in his uh, shoot-around press conference, that's not going to happen again. And if you can get defensive stops, and I mean, we'll see what Ty Lue can do. I just, Ty Lue sometimes outcoaches himself or outdumbs himself, I guess, in a way. <laughs> and, and and Quinn Snyder is always just in the moment. And he's, and again, I love the Clipper. He's talking to Donovan. And he's just, hey, look. You know, you keep doing this. Like, you do it on offense or defense, it will translate to, to the offensive side of the ball. Like, it's just the way he coaches. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, and I think Donovan was looking for something in the ISO, and they were sending a double every time. And Donovan's like, don't send the double. Just let me take that guy. So send Royce to the corner and let me go ISO one-on-one with where I'm at. If I got the guy, then I'll – if I need a switch, I'll switch it. But don't send a double. And uh, or don't send a screen unless I call for it. And and the way Quinn does such a good job with not micromanaging a team. That's when coaches can get in troubles when they begin to begin to micromanage. Allow your players to have a voice. Allow your players space in the locker room, and allow your players to grow on the court. You do that, and you're going to have a long career in in the NBA. And I think Quinn's going to have a very long career in the NBA. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. All right, uh, Eric, uh, our dreams are coming true. <laughs> we think. We think. The College Football Playoff Committee is considering a proposal for an expansion of the 12 teams. Uh, it's going to meet in Chicago next week and will uh, be a part of the first step of, of maybe one of the most historic changes in, in sports. Honestly, one of the most... Incredibly dramatic teaching. It is huge. The proposal calls for the bracket to include six highest-ranked conference champions. Let me repeat this. Six of the highest-ranked conference champions and the six remaining highest-ranked teams as determined by a college football playoff selection committee. That means that it doesn't specifically say 5P5 and 1G5. It is six of the highest-ranked conference champions. Right. There's a chance there could be a Mountain West champion and uh, American athletic champion that are both ranked higher than a Pac-12 champion. It's possible. Uh, the proposal was written by a subcommittee of the Big 12, SEC, Notre Dame. Of course, Notre Dame was a part of it. And how about this one? Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson. Uh, the 10 FBS commissioners and Swarbrick must agree on a format when they meet June 17th and 18th to discuss the topic in person. Uh, the four members of the working group have spent the past two years researching the possibilities to ultimately conclude that 12 teams provides the best opportunity. This all according to Heather Dinich of ESPN.com. Now, under the proposal of a 12-team format, Eric, the four highest-ranked conference champions would be seeded one through four and receive a first-round bye. Teams 5 through 12 would play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher-ranked teams. The quarterfinals, semifinals will be played in bowl games, and the national championship would be remain 
at a neutral site. So the first round games would take place on campus sometime between the two-week period following the conference championship games, quarterfinals on January 1st or the 2nd, and then uh, the New Year's Day, uh, would, uh, if that would have fallen on a Sunday, it would be on an adjacent day from that. New York, now, Notre Dame, under this proposal, and other independents would not be eligible for a buy because they cannot win a conference title. Right. That would include BYU. So if you looked at last year, 2020. Okay. Your conference, your four highest ranked conference champions were Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas A&M. Oh, you have the would-be bracket? Not necessarily. Um, not for this last year. I have one from the year previous. So Notre oh, okay. Dame was ranked fourth ahead of Texas A&M in the final college football playoff rankings, but they would not have received that first round bye. Texas A&M would leapfrog Notre Dame and get that first round by. Okay, so I have, so according to Brett McMurphy, so I'm going to interrupt you. Last year, the 12 teams would have looked like this. The first round would have been number 12, Coastal Carolina, at number 5, Notre Dame. 11, Indiana, at 6, Texas A&M. Number 10, Iowa State, at number 7, Florida. And number 9, Georgia, at number 8, Cincinnati. The quarterfinals would be Oklahoma getting the winner of Coastal Carolina and Notre Dame, Bama getting the winner of Georgia and Cincinnati, Clemson getting Iowa State or Florida. Oh, did Oklahoma win the Big 12? I believe so. Over Texas yes. A&M? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. And no, then so Ohio State, or oh, sorry, Still, uh, Clemson one. would get the Iowa A&M winner. Make sure, no, sorry, Indiana and Texas A&M winner. And Ohio State would have got the Iowa State-Florida winner. Semis would have been 4-1. Three, two. But see, the great thing there is you mentioned two group of five teams yeah. in that 12-team playoff. Yep. Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina would have had opportunities to participate. Now, the year previous, a little bit different. LSU was number one. Ohio State, number two. Clemson, number three. Oklahoma, number four. Those are the teams that, got the fir- that would have had that first round bye. Uh, number five would have been Georgia versus number 12, Memphis. Number six, Oregon versus number 11, Utah, which kind of silly. I mean, they're from the Pac-12. They probably just played each other for a conference championship. I'll have to play each other again, but that's how it would have played out. Number seven, Baylor versus number 10, Penn State. And number eight, Wisconsin versus number nine, Florida. So in that scenario, only one group of five team makes it. Uh, number of conference playoff bids in the past seven years using this proposed 12-team format. Big 10, 20. SEC, 19. Big 12, 12. ACC, 11. As is the Pac-12. AAC has five. Notre Dame, three. MAC, Mountain West, Sunbelt all have one. Conference USA, zero. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Part of it, too, is that it includes existing bowls. Now, the, the way it, yeah, would, so it wipes out bulls, doesn't it, and opportunities for teams to go to bull games? So the 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 four highest-ranked conference champions, they're seeded one through four, as we mentioned. They received that first round by teams five through 12. They play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher-ranked team. The quarterfinals and semifinals would be played in bowl games, and the national championship game would remain at a neutral site at one of the big bowl games. So there's some people, uh, I think it's Andy Staples. Not sure. One of them is 
There's a couple of people on, uh, or I can't remember if it was Stuart Mandel. One of those guys saying, oh, this is such a horrible thing because fans can't travel the three games of this. And the, the response from the college, the, this working committee was, well, people can still watch it on TV. Uh, it's, it's not really feasible to believe that your entire fan base will travel, the same people will travel for each of those three games. And I think that's right. I, I think, look, what's, are we more concerned about the fan base being able to travel to all these different games? Or are we more concerned about a more fair and more equitable opportunity to choose a champion? and to provide a seat at the table for other really good teams that have historically always been left out. Yeah, and, and again, I think that there's opportunities for teams who deserve a shot. Like you think about the Boise States, right, in 2006, or the Utah 2004. Um, UCF. T- yeah, UCF, TCU. I mean, there's a lot of teams who deserve to be in a playoff conversation and didn't get that opportunity. The other kind of question I have to this is dude, if you're Notre Dame, you got to be a little miffed. Like if you finish in the top four, you don't get a bye because you're not in the conference. Uh, apparently, they've got on the record because somebody already brought that to their attention, and they're like, look, we don't want anybody saying that we got some easier path because they don't have to play in a conference championship game where all these other teams do. do? So it okay. makes sense. Yeah. Like, look, you already have an advantage that they don't. They had to already play one other really tough game that you don't have to. So don't whine about having to miss out on a first-round bye. Yeah, I... <laughs> hmm. 12 teams is the proposal. Uh, one through four get a bye. Five through 12 will play. And they'll meet uh, those four teams who have that bye. Too many teams, Eric? No. I, I'm okay with it. I think that there's more at-large opportunities for those power conferences. They're going to make more money still through this. But what I do like is that it does open the door for more G5 opportunities. Um, and maybe we should stop talking about G5 and P5 or Autonomous 5, whatever. Um, I, I, I guess, uh, what's his name? Um, guy was uh, the one of the main guys at the American Athletic. I guess he's been going on talking about how uh, it's the uh, the the G four. He refers to it as the G four group of four because he thinks that they're already in the same stratosphere of all those others. But look, this is these are opportunities for. These other schools and these other conferences like Utah State and Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati to go to the recruits and say, look, you can come play for us. We're going to put a good team together and we have a chance to still make the college football playoffs. Whereas before, the chance of that happening was so far away. It was just We all knew it was just not going to happen. They were not going to provide a seat at the table when it was only a 14 playoff. But an interesting comment from a Sunbelt AD who asked to remain anonymous. I'm sure he did. He says, historically, <laughs> it's probably going to be an American team, maybe a Mountain West team, sneaks in there once in a while. I just felt like two G5 bids would be more equitable between the two levels. But I also recognize the purpose of going to 12 teams is not hinged upon 
group of five opportunities. Interesting. So that was he, he was hoping that the uh, proposed auto bids was seven instead of six. So basically, you take every conference champion, and then you have some at-large opportunities. But there's some teams who are conference champions who are just really not that good. Oh yeah. So I think that oh, would, that hurts the integrity of yeah, I'm with you taking the one. best teams in college football and let them determine who is the best of the best. No, I would agree. I'd absolutely agree with that. Uh, do you like the idea of a 12-team college expansion? Does Utah State ever have a chance to be a part of that? <laughs> I laughed. Uh, Certainly, they, it's an easier path to them now than it ever has sure. been. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's a good point. I we mean, all- and Gary Anderson, if he would have stuck around for one more year when BCS was still a thing, there's a chance that Aggie team could have been a BCS team. Yeah. The way things were going, the momentum that was there, the the attitude, the players, the talent, it was on that trajectory where being able to go to a BCS game may not have been that far out of out of realm of reality. But eh, it's a different world now. Oh, isn't it ever? <laughs> isn't it ever? All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Eric's got to get to the ball. He's got to put on the tux, get to the ball. He's got a jazz game to go to. We're going to get Eric's reactions tomorrow of being inside of a capacity playoff game inside of Vivian Arena. And we'll get all the reacts tomorrow as well of uh, what we hope to be a Jazz win. We need your predictions tonight. Keys, Utah Jazz Clippers. You can text in at 435-339-0321. More of the Full Court Press coming up here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Happy Father's Day from Birch Creek Golf Course. For Dad this Father's Day, choose Birch Creek. Punch passes, gift certificates, and range passes are on sale for Father's Day and can be purchased online at birchcreekgolf.com with all purchases mailed to you for Father's Day. So for Dad this Father's Day, I invite you to choose birchcreekgolf.com or stop in the pro shop today. And happy Father's Day from your friends at Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithfield. Hey, it's me, the regular dad. I ask guys like you a few questions, a kind of parenting test. So here goes. What is this sound? Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? That's the sound a young teenager makes when he's done something he regrets. Maybe he got caught up in peer pressure, tried a few drinks at a party, and the next morning, well, he makes this sound. Kind of a sad sound, isn't it? Hear the embarrassment, the reluctance, the pulling away. If you recognized it, then you know exactly what to do. Listen. It might take a long time, a drive together, or a walk that turns into a talk, and that turns into an arm around his shoulder that means you understand. That's when you can really talk, when he knows you understand. Then the both of you can figure out how not to make the same mistake again. I know, it's tough. Keep at it. You're doing great. This message brought to you by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Vicki, how you doing? How's the knee? It's coming along, doctor, but still some soreness. Well, let's see. You know, this soon after surgery, some pain is pretty normal. I was hoping to get more painkillers. The first round worked great. We're being very careful with those now. Prescription painkillers are opioids, same as heroin. It's easy to start taking them, not so easy to stop. Last year in America, an average of 40 people died from opioid abuse every day. 
Long-term addiction has become America's newest health epidemic. So no pills? Vicki, you're doing great. So let's try these anti-inflammatories, plus your physical therapy. If the soreness doesn't continue to get better, give me a call. For opioids, the smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. Because even a few prescription painkillers can sometimes go a long, wrong way. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Aaron has 17 fourth quarter wins. Oh, Colin, that's because they don't trail much. Neither does Russell Wilson, and he's got 35% more than Aaron. Joe Flacco has more than Aaron. Andy Dalton has more than Aaron. Aaron is not a foxhole guy. He sours very quickly. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. your time here on the Full Court Press. Happy Thursday. Jazz getting Clippers tonight, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Game 2, no Mike Conley for the Utah Jazz or without his services for we don't know how long. We thought he'd be back for Game 1. He wasn't. We thought he'd be back for Game 2. He's not. We'll see what happens tonight and if that changes their idea for Game 3, which comes up uh, on Saturday. And I don't think we have a time for that game yet. I'll need to look but I believe it's on ABC for the Utah Jazz and the L.A. Clippers. Uh, By the way, speaking of Jazz, interesting situation. Danny Ainge has stepped down as the uh, GM of the uh, Boston Celtics. Brad Stevens stepped down as the head coach of the Boston Celtics and moved up to being the GM. Rumors were saying, according to Adrian Walshanowski, that Brad was tired of the gig and he said he really felt the fatigue of it while coaching inside the bubble last season. And that he had been looking for an opportunity in the front office. One occurred when Ainge stepped out. But then there was also rumor that Ainge wasn't really well liked in, in regards to the front office. There were some issues there based on some moves he was making. Lack of production. Uh, some of the money he was spending. And that Brad Stevens was willing to take over that position. Then came out rumors that Utah Jazz, or at least Ainge had his eyes on being part of the Utah Jazz organization. Here is the problem. Utah Jazz already have a GM. They already have a president. Justin Zanuck is doing a phenomenal job over there for the Utah Jazz. An incredible job. Uh, Dennis Lindsay has made some of the best moves possible. I mean, you think about it. We gave away... What, Dante Exum, pretty much for Mike Conley. We gave away, uh, I mean, for scraps, I mean, you think about the trades. Uh, Mike, or Donovan Mitchell is a 16th pick for the Denver Nuggets, and he ends up in the waiting arms of the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert was, a, I believe, 27th pick. And you see, and now Rudy Gobert is a three-time defensive player of the year. So those moves that have been made are courtesy of Dennis Lindsay, of Justin Zanuck, getting Mike Conley here. And that took a lot of work. I mean, they, Grayson Allen, Jake Crowder. I don't like Kyle Korver being gone. I wish Kyle Korver would have stayed. 
But you take those guys like Grayson Allen and Jay Crowder out of the picture, and we do miss Jay Crowder just for being the enforcer guy, the guy who'd be willing to get in a little bit of a kerfuffle, as they would say. But Danny Ainge coming to Utah, I think, hurts the organization more than helps it. And that's no disrespect to Danny Ainge. Well, okay, actually, it is. I'm not a fan of Danny Ainge in the front office. In fact, it would hurt the front office. Dennis Lindsay already has a plan. He has a pattern. He has a rhythm. Justin Zanuck, same thing. He's learned from Dennis Lindsay. He's also in that plan, that pattern. You bring Danny Ainge into that, and it goes kibosh. It is gone. It evaporates. And then who knows what. Now, Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge are good friends. Uh, they're close to each other. But I, I still don't like the idea at all whatsoever of Danny Ainge coming here. I think it hurts it more than helps it. You have a great core in the front office. Really great core. Allow them to do their job. I mean, we're now sitting here in the second round versus a really good Clippers team. You're, you finish as number one team in the league. With a good bench, a decent bench. You got Derek Ferris back on a venture minimum. Why ruin that? Why ruin the front office by bringing Danny Ainge? It makes no sense at all. Uh, if you want to text in with your predictions tonight for Clippers and Jazz, 435 339 2787 text into the show. The Clippers will go back to LA with their tail between their legs, and the Jazz will beat them 123 to 109. Well, High-scoring game there. I mean, we saw what happened in game one. Now, again, granted, Jazz missed 21 straight shots. Wasn't good at all. Boy. I mean, that's... That's saucy, though. I like it. Oh, Eric just texted in. Eric, are you, is he texting and driving? Exum for Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> yes, uh, it was Dante Exum. But then, I mean, but again, you ship off Jay Crowder, Grayson Allen, Kyle Korver, uh, and a pick. I mean, you get Mike Conley in return. And we and I know Mike Conley's been hurt. He's dealing with some injury issues. Now that ham, hamstring again is bothering him. But you can see the positive effect he has on the floor. The offensive rating skyrockets when Mike Conley is on the floor. Again, that is credit to the front office. And now we're asking and we're talking about that maybe we should have uh, that maybe we should have Danny Ainge come and be a part of the front office. I again hurts it more than helps it. Without question. Clippers, Jazz tonight. Uh line is set. Jazz two and a half. Eric says he's taking the over. I'm taking the under. I I I don't know if the Jazz... I think this series is split one apiece when we go back to the Staples Center Saturday afternoon. Uh, looking at some of the numbers, again, looking at game one, Rudy uh, right now is averaging around 14.5 points, 13.5 boards. Jordan Clarkson, 23 points over the last game, 10 games for Utah. Uh, Jordan was horrible in quarters one, two, and half of the third. Came alive in the late half of the third and all the fourth. Bogey was really good in the fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell was explosive. He was wonderful. He had 45 in game one. But a lot of the damage was done in the late half of the third, all the fourth quarter. Jazz Clippers tonight, 
8 p.m. Let's take a break, wrap it up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. This, keep it on the download here, is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight division, like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, probably in the world, faster than DK Metcalf at that at that size. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We think it's time for a little fun. This year we want to celebrate Father's Day with a special contest just for the dads. Bring in your ugliest tie to Daryl's for the chance to win a DJI Mini 2 drone. Stop in, leave that ugly tie, and you might win. Ties will be accepted from June 1st to June 12th. Voting on the ugliest tie will begin online June 13th to 19th. We'll announce the winner on Father's Day, June 20th. Happy Father's Day and good luck. Daryl's Appliance, West on Airport Road. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Final minute of the Full Court Press. 7854 text into the show. Jazz got the jitters out in the first half. They'll roll tonight, 121-104. Man, you guys have this thing being a blowout. I mean, you guys have it like 13, 14-point win. 15-point win. That's a 17-point win. I love it. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I don't like to be wrong often, but I hope I'm wrong tonight. Kawhi Leonard's going to come back on a mission. Is, is Paul George better? Does Tyrone Lou make better adjustments? That's going to be the question. What does the adjustments of the Clippers. What do they look like? Utah Jazz, LA Clippers, game two tonight, 8 p.m., 7.50 pregame here on the station. David Locke, Ron Boone, turn on the TV, mute the TV volume, listen to 106 on the fan. Good night.